Best Chair Detectives. Hi, we're Allie, Rebecca, and Sarah, three coworkers from New Jersey who'd rather talk about true crime than work, so we decided to create a podcast as a passion project. We're trading our deadlines for true crime to bring you Desk Chair Detectives, a podcast about true crime stories, serial killers, creepy legends, and folklore, and anything spooky, really. We hope to post a new episode every week, or as often as our day jobs allow. Thanks for listening and supporting. You can follow us on Instagram, at Desk Chair Detectives, for updates. Without further ado, let's get into our first episode. Okay. I'm just gonna start. Okay. Well, I'm gonna keep myself on mute until we have reactions to what you're gonna say. Oh okay. yeah, I guess I should do that too. I will tell you, Allie, that um, Rebecca guessed which murder I was gonna talk about on her first try. Stop. That's and so weird. I know. I because we we are from the same area, so I'm starting with one that is literally very close to home. Okay, that would make sense then. I'm going to tell you the story of the 1997 pizza killers. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard of it. (laughs) Two of my favorite things, pizza and murder. (laughs) In Sussex County. In Sussex County. That's a favorite thing? (laughs) No. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it made me who I am, I guess. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, right. so this took place like I said in 1997 in a very small town called Franklin New Jersey which is located in Sussex County and um, if you've never been to Sussex County it pretty much is like there's a few okay towns when you first enter it, and then it just turns into like kissing cousins real quick and <laughs> <laughs> a little inbred uh, sometimes. <laughs> just um, a little I'm, bit. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I've only ever seen like nicer. It's like every time I mean, I've been there, it's, it's been beautiful. Nice. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's just, there's nothing to do. Um, and I think mm. that's actually the perfect explanation of like this story. It was just like two kids were bored on a Friday night. <laughs> oh God, um, okay. So I just want to set the scene about Franklin in 1997. It had a population size of around 5,000. Um, fun fact, Franklin is the fluorescent mineral capital of the world. I thought that was fun. What does that There's mean? Like a, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this. My entire family is from Franklin. So I know so much about Franklin. Yeah. And- <laughs> They are like the sterling, like the, the, there's like mines where they have like rare minerals. That's yeah. why my yeah. school, my school used to go like elementary school, we'd go on tours of the mine. And I remember there was like a black light section, like instead of like posters, it was like just glowing rocks in like wow. a dark room. Yeah. That's so cool. fancy. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the events of this <laughs> evening happened exactly 9.8 miles away from the house that I grew up in um, and I was six when this happened um, so in April like early on in the month there was this break-in at like a a store like a sporting goods store or something it sold like outdoorsy things and it was this kid named Thomas 
Koskovich, probably saying that wrong, but he was 19 at the time. And he just like casually took a bat to the front door, just broke into this building. No alarms went off and nothing. And he stole um, three guns. And um, he traded one of the guns for drugs. And then he um, had plans for the other two. So he decided when he was hanging out with his friend, Jason, who was 17 at the time, um, they were just like, you know, hanging out and decided that it would be really fun to um, kill a pizza delivery person. Um, Like I said, there's not much to do in in Sussex County. So uh, they were pretty desperate, I guess. How do you kill someone so trusted in this community? (laughs) Right? Like like one of the most loved people. Right? They bring nothing but joy. (laughs) Can't you go for like a jerk? Like not saying any murder is okay, but the pizza guy. Some are a little better than others. (laughs) Um, So now on April 19th, these two kids, they packed up the guns that Thomas had stolen and they opened up a phone book and wrote down a bunch of different pizza place numbers in the area. And they, then they went to another very happy place, a Dunkin' Donuts (laughs) and used their phone to um, call around and see which place would deliver to this um, abandoned house that they found. And they called this one place called Tony's. Um, they called them first and Jason, the younger kid, he actually knew the delivery boy that night. So they hung up. They were like, okay, we'll try someplace else. But then um, they called the other places and none of them would deliver because it was like, they were being real shady about the address. And like back then you had to have like a house lot or like a landline to where you're getting the pizza delivered, but they didn't know the phone number. So everyone was like, no, this is kind of shady. So they ended up calling Tony's back and um, they were like, yeah, we'll deliver it. We'll deliver. Um, And the owner did think that like something was like a little off. Um, So he ended up going with the delivery kid that night. Um, and it was like the last pizza of the night, which also just like makes me so mad. Like, <laughs> could you imagine like te- it's 1045 at night? And you're like, oh my God, now like someone calls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, we'll- I'm about to go home. This is the last one of the night. Like, yeah, it's just like, it makes it even more frustrating. Just like everything was so messed up that they did. Yeah. Um, so like I said, at 1045, 22 year old Jeremy Giordano I think I said that right Giordano and 25 year old Giorgio Galara Um, Giorgio was the owner they left Tony's with two pizzas and headed to the house Um, one of the detectives in this article I read um, said that Giorgio had like a really weird feeling like I mentioned earlier and that's why he went with Jeremy he was just being like a little precious angel Um, So when they pulled up to the house, the owner of the restaurant, Giorgio, he rolled down his window and um, the two kids were outside. 
And he asked for the money for the pizzas. It was a whopping $16.50, just a little fun fact. Um, that's like the price of one pizza now. <laughs> um, and Thomas said that he had the money. Thomas was the 19-year-old. And when he reached into his jacket, he instead of the money, he pulled out a gun and he just started firing into the car. And then Jason, the 17-year-old, started firing into the car as well. Um, later, when they did like the autopsies, they, it, they discovered that Thomas had killed Jeremy. The gun he used killed Jeremy and Jason had killed Giorgio. Um, so they were like both equally guilty. And then if that wasn't bad enough, the car had rolled into like this muddy area, I guess, by the house. And the two jerks then like pulled them out and robbed them and like took their wallets and stuff. And like this was the kid that this was the kid that they knew. Yeah. Yeah. So like it didn't even matter. Like I don't think yeah. they were like best friends or anything, but like he knew him well enough to feel guilty for a second or like try to find someone else. Right. It didn't him. like this is your idea of a good night. And like the fact that you knew this kid had no effect on yeah. your plan at all. So terrible. Crazy. It just shows like the kind of people they were yeah um psychopaths yeah and if you're gonna if like the end goal was robbery just show them your gun and take their wallets i'm sure they would have given them to you you know no it was it was like i mean they bought the guns it was premeditated i mean it didn't matter who the people were but like they sought out to kill people that night it's so messed up yeah like they didn't care who they were gonna do this whether (laughs) they knew the person or not um and then they were literally caught the very next day. Like one, I mentioned earlier, it's a very small town, right? And these two kids were idiots. This one girl called the police and was like, um, my friend Thomas has been talking about killing a pizza delivery man for a while. And I'm pretty sure it was him. Like everyone in this town knew of this, like the second it happened, like word got out. And um, then another person who lived on the street of the abandoned house, he called the police and was like, I saw Thomas's car outside that house. Oh my God. So it's just like. Their age is showing. Yes. Their age is showing. (laughs) (laughs) Like the maturity. It's not. Yeah. It was not. They they couldn't get past. They just wanted to kill someone. And like, they weren't going to try to get it. They did not try very hard to get away with it. Seems yeah, like. yeah, just stupidity just all around. Yeah, stupidity all around. Yeah. Um, so they went to Thomas's house, the police, and they found um like a gym bag filled with like bloody clothes, and then they found Giorgio's wallet in there as well. So they like confessed right away, like there was no nothing they could do. Um, but Jason, the younger one, after they were arrested, he did try to like go back on what happened. And say that, like, oh, I didn't shoot at them. I shot at the dashboard. Like, I just wanted to be, like, cool. But the autopsy showed that he actually killed one of them. So the dashboard is right next to, like, the face and the chest. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I shot. Like, shooting at the ground. Where the person is. Yeah. Like, what? um, I have a question. Did, Did they just leave the bodies there? Yeah, and then they found them the next day. They didn't even like hide bodies or try to like cover up anything. They just no. I think they found them like that night because it was like it was a residential street. They there is a picture. I think it's on like NJ.com or I read some articles on like NJ.com and um, 
like New York Times had some stuff and they show a picture of the house and it's really weird because it like it is a more rural area but this photo literally looks like the dust bowl <laughs> like they chose like a black and white it was 1997 I mean it wasn't that long ago <laughs> but it, um you can see other houses in the background but it is like like spaced um mm-hmm. out a bit but I'm pretty sure it was like that night that they found them um there was a lot of drama with the trials and stuff. Um, Thomas, the one who kind of instigated this whole thing, he had tried to kill himself before the hearing or the sentencing, um, but he survived. And um, he was found guilty in 1999 of two counts of murder and one count of robbery. And he originally got the death sentence, um, but that was overturned and he got life in prison instead. Um And then Jason that same year was also found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. Um, They are both in the jail in Trenton, New Jersey, uh, which I thought was weird. I thought they usually try to like separate your like partner in crime, but it's a pretty big jail. Yeah, that's super weird. Right? Mm. Um, That's weird. Were they initially put there from like the beginning? I think so. Yeah. Um, so Jason is not eligible for parole until 2044, which still doesn't seem like, (laughs) like a decent enough time. No, because, Uh, so he was like a teenager in 97. So now he's like, that's like what, a little less than 20 years ago. So now he's probably like 40. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to do the math. Yeah, like he's like 2060s. Yeah. That's insane. And then um, Thomas did get like a heavier sentence because he was like the main instigator. Um, so, but he will be eligible eligible for parole in 2072 when he's 94. So, like, I feel a little better right. about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah homie's going to die in prison. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're out there. Um, I did find when I was like researching this, I found this very weird article in um, NJ.com that was written by Thomas. And it was like, not that long ago, I I forget the year, but um, he's like a teacher's aide in jail now. Oh my God. And this whole article was like, how he never gives up on the really tough students or the hard cases because he relates. I'm like, cool. That's oh absolutely my God. ridiculous. Yeah, like you're such a hero now. Oh, like you were in prison yeah. for killing two innocent precious angels. And that's what you call a tough student. Like, yeah. You relate to tough students that are just having like problem issues. <laughs> yeah. Someone who's like bad at math or like, yeah, a what? Clown is very different than just murdering for the joy. Feeling of it. like, yeah, feeling yeah. like murdering people. Yeah. Yeah, those are the same. Jeez. Um, some of the articles I read said that um this was like the first thrill killing. Um, I don't think that's true. It was definitely probably like the first thrill kill in the area. Um, but I don't know about all time. That um, they know about. Yeah, that they know about. But it, it was just like so big because things like this doesn't really happen in that area. And like obviously I lived there at the time. I don't remember it happening. But, like, my sister delivered pizzas for a really long time. So I remember, like, 
I think my mom told us about it and like, she was always freaked out and like scared that something like this would happen. And like, when I told my mom that we were doing this, I told her what um, the case I was going to talk about. And she was like, Oh my God, I remember that. And like, it was so crazy and just like really shook everyone up. How far away was it from like where you guys were living? Uh, well, when I was first born, I lived in Franklin. Um, oh, okay. And then when I was two, we moved like the next town over. So it was under 10 miles from my house. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah, I was going to say. It's like 10 minutes away, but um, I mean, really, because my whole family lived in Franklin at the time and they still do. And it's funny because like my cousin worked there and the owners of the pizzeria are like family friends. So when, when all of this happened, like, yeah, that was going to be my next question. I was like, oh, do you get like, do anyone in your family know? know yeah, that my I'm... cousin worked at that pizzeria when she was a teenager. Oh my and God, that's the, so scary. Yeah. And the, the I mean, the owners, um, they're like the nicest people ever. Like um, the guy that got murdered, he has uh, older, or I don't know, is she, was she older? I don't know. They were around the same age because she's in her forties now, I think. But she like took over the pizzeria like it could have been like a whole family business and now like when this happened it just kind of like shattered them but I mean the family still owns that pizzeria they still deliver pizzas like yeah that's good that's I feel like I would have I I couldn't be there I feel like yeah I know I'd be scared to like work there after that for sure yeah definitely um a little fun fact about this case, uh, Law and Order did an episode that was based off of it. Uh, oh. Season eight, episode one. I was going to say, interested. do you know what episode? Because <laughs> yeah. I really want to watch it. <laughs> I, re- I like to write um, this down. Yeah. yeah. I like the description of that um, episode. It is two punks kill a random victim for the thrill of it. <laughs> I just like that they call them two punks. Um, and then the one of the punks he was he's one of the guys from it's always sunny in philadelphia when he was like really young he had this role oh my god oh, that's so i thought funny. that was funny um, that's so random right yeah that was weird and i feel like i remember that episode uh, i never watched that show it's one of the only crime ones i never started i mean i was definitely more into svu but like if just regular law and order was on i would watch it i loved criminal minds I Ooh, loved see i never got into that one Oh, I love I ju- that one. I just binged it from like February to like April or May. It took me that like I, it didn't take me long to watch 15 <laughs> seasons of Criminal Minds, oh, yeah. but it's so good. I just got it's so, so hooked on it. I know. And I would I'm like watch it. have to put on something else after my mom and dad would watch with me and then they were like we watch like a Disney movie just before bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to watch um, Ponyo. I don't know if you ever saw that. Like after I watched something really scary, I'd watch Ponyo. That's it's the, like, an- I think it's is like, the anime? Yeah. 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 It's just like so cute. It's like a little fish, I think. Oh, that's um, so, yeah. yeah. I, I used to watch that. that. It was a good like, it. it would like reset everything. Yeah, good segue into nighttime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then yeah, I just wanted yeah. to talk, sorry, I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, the two victims of this crime yeah. because it just makes it even worse. Um, Jeremy, I, like I said, he was 22 and his mom described him as a very generous and very helpful person. Um, he was the type of son who attended church with his mother, but he also had a goofy side, which I love. 
And this part broke my heart. He had actually delivered pizza to his parents that night at like nine o'clock. So not that long before. Um, and his da- I know his dad in the article I read said that they were like busting his chops that he had to like pay his car insurance like and he kept forgetting or something like that I'm like oh. you just never know <laughs> what the last thing you say to somebody someone is gonna yeah. be yeah um he had two sisters and one of them said that she had seen him the week before and she cooked him his favorite meal and asked and he asked her if she would cook it at his wedding because he was thinking about asking his girlfriend to marry him. I know. <laughs> and um, this is a quote I pulled from another article. Um, In the years after Jeremy's murder, the family attempted to fulfill a sort of bucket list of the things the young man didn't have the chance to do. They attended a Yankees game in his honor, in honor of his favorite team, and took a trip to the Empire State Building in New York City. They said, we are doing his bucket list for him. And I just love that so much. That just like, um, breaks your heart. Yeah. yeah. And oh. then Giorgio, who was the owner of the pizza store, um, Tony's, he was a father of a four-year-old girl. And he was. they said he was like a super hardworking guy. He bought Tony's when he was 21. Oh, my God. I was not... <laughs> capable of doing that at 21 <laughs> I, I, was drive. Out, right? I was stressed out about my shift at the computer lab at school like, <laughs> <laughs> I could not imagine owning a business yeah what um, and his family said he was there seven days a week from morning to night and he had plans to marry his girlfriend and the mother of his child and this part Allie you're gonna cry I feel like um The night he was murdered, he had plans to go camping with his girlfriend and she was waiting for him outside the restaurant till after midnight, but he never came back. I know. Oh my. So sad. And then I'm really just going to end it on a high note. It's so (laughs) terrible. But um, after the funeral, his daughter put flowers outside of the restaurant with a note that said, Daddy, I love you and will miss you. Love you always and forever, Katie. Oh, so sad. So these two stupid, selfish people took the lives, totally innocent little angels because they were bored and they wanted to know what it was like to kill someone. And this part made me angry too. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just like getting heated. (laughs) But they, I read in an article that like they never apologized to the families what that doesn't surprise me at all I mean if you have two people who are that like they take human life like so insignificantly like I I, they wouldn't apologize they're narcissists they're selfish like they should prison. yeah and you would think the one kid that was like saying like he like wrote this whole thing and was saying he's a teacher aide and was like helping people and stuff like that and it was he's trying to it sounds like he's trying to get people to believe that he like turned a new leaf yeah you know it's all for show because if you can't even apologize for what you did after like almost 30 years and like I get it when you like the one kid was 17 like everyone does stupid things when they're 17 but like this is just that's a <laughs> old enough to know what you're doing yeah right you know? yeah and the manipulation though I bet that Thomas kid like totally manipulated him as well like oh, yeah, yeah there's there's an extent where it's like 
you're 17 years old, you should be able to like figure out if things are right or wrong. But I don't know. Also with male brains, they're just like super, <laughs> super not, not sharp at that age either. Yeah. So maybe he like, could you have been an wanting to friend. fit in. Yeah. Yeah. You have an older friend. You're trying to impress them. You think they're cool. Yeah. But also why are you hanging out with 17 year olds? Like you're at a high school. Find right. friends your own age. All the people his own age were like, bro, you're weird. You're a weirdo. I do not want to kill a pizza man. <laughs> just for fun. Actually, no, thanks for asking. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to murder someone. <laughs> I'm all for ordering pizza. I wonder but what I believe the fasc- letting him go. <laughs> yeah, yes. I wonder what the fascination was with killing pizza delivery men, though. Like, if, if they yeah. wanted to kill somebody for, like, yeah. the fun of it, like, why, why pick pizza delivery man? Like, it's like you... Did you ever see that movie Hostel? No. So like, I tried and I it was I was like, what am I watching? I shut it off in like five minutes. It was terrible. It's like me and my friend joke that it's porn and power tools. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That explains everything. (laughs) But pretty much like, it's these rich people who want to kill someone, so they pay for like a specific person, like a type of person they want to kill. So it's like you you order someone and then these people go out find someone that matches that description and bring them to this like place where they can kill them and that's what like kind of what these people did right like they're like how do we guarantee that someone will come to us mm, in like a, right. in, like, that's a true. not cr- a crowded area or um that's that's true. Like, right i always wonder like how like for some killers i feel like it's just there's something not programmed right in their head. You know, yeah. they have something wrong with them. But then there's kids like this or people like this who like something must have triggered it. Yeah. And like how you just all of us like I would never feel comfortable turning to someone and being like, so what do you think about like murdering someone? Yeah. Like, right I've on. just been thinking about it. It's like going to the mall. Like I had this great idea. Right. Like I wonder what triggered that thought. I feel like it's a combination, right? Like you have to be born like a little predisposed or like a little more like easily. Yeah. I also think it was like probably like a spur of the moment decision too of just like them being a little messed up in the head because like you talk about like serial killers. We hear about serial killers who are so premeditated. They cover their tracks. Like these guys didn't even try to like cover up what they did either so it's like it was I mean while it was premeditated they didn't think about like the the evilness of covering it up and like never living up to it either so it's like just a weird way of like going about it not that I'm saying like murdering anybody is that there's a good way to do it but it's just like they didn't even try to get away with it either so it's like yeah what was what did they think was going to happen after all of this right like I wonder if part of it for them was like wanting to be found out and having that notoriety yeah Mm. that's true all that attention yeah I will say um I didn't mention this but they did find Thomas had like I've never heard of it before Fiora set he had like a lot of prescriptions of this or something but it's used for tension headaches like i didn't mm. i'm sure you can abuse it and stuff but like a lot of the articles uh, made a point to like mention that um 
it's like caffeine and like strong headache medicine or something. Um, I mean, so I don't, I don't know I, if you take a lot of it. Like, you're like high, but it's so. I was nice. gonna say like, <laughs> yeah, any. I feel like any medication could like fuck up your brain, but I don't know, like to push you to murder somebody, you got to yes. be a special kind of messed up in the head that no yes. medication would force you to do. Unless yeah. you were like tripping on acid and like <laughs> bath salts. Yeah. <laughs> but that is the murder I chose to tell you guys about. Well, very good. I'm glad Thank that you. you looked into more about the victims' lives because I feel like with like when everything's in the news, it's really hard to find out a lot about them if it's yeah. like, a sensationalized thing. Like yeah, they kind of I get mean, brushed under the rug, it. like Gabby Petito. Yeah, like that's what I was just gonna say that everything's yeah. about Brian. Yeah. Right, right. That's why I follow that Instagram page. Um, what's it called? Is it called Finding Gabby? Gabby. Finding Gabby or something like that. Um, I'm gonna look because they give updates. Like, yeah, they give updates on Brian, but they also have family members like quoted on there talking about her because yeah. it's not about. It's not about Brian. It's about finding Brian and holding him accountable. But like, remember who the people are. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's lives lost. They're not just like. I feel like to a lot of people, it's just a person that you, you've never met that you don't know. But it right. could be your next door neighbor. It could be a family member. Like, like these exactly. kids that got murdered. The pizza murders. Like, yeah. Right. You know, it's, you're just out there trying to make a living to pay your car insurance bill and. And buy a pizzeria at 21 years old to like provide for your family. I know, it's so sad. And people just take that away because they're bored and stupid. Okay, Okay. this was fun. I'm going to go eat dinner and watch Survivor. Okay, enjoy. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Sources for this episode include New Jersey Herald, Wikipedia, nj.com and the new york times Death chair.